guys. It's the Balls in Your Court podcast, episode seis, which means six in Spanish. For those of you, I've been doing my Duolingo. That's like the only thing I actually have consistently done over Mm -hmm. lockdown is my Duolingo. Uh, It's it's Maddie. It's Kat. Yeah. And we are back today, just a couple of weeks after episode five. We're trying to do this maybe like a little bit more regularly, but you know, it's... it's, But we hate hanging out with each other, so it's quite hard. Oh, it's so hard because I have to spend time with you yeah. and like oh that really part of me. podcasting is talking and conversing mm. and it's quite good to do that I don't know why we even thought Regularly. we should do this together self-torture we don't know how to make Masochism. conversation with each other <laughs> it is as we know we, we struggle we struggle actually I saw Kat last night which was really really nice I went round to Kat a uh, current flat um, and she had a couple of uh, no a couple of few because there were three yeah. three whole friends three whole human beings who were all lovely so shout out to them um i won't name them because they might be embarrassed but um they were all lovely it was so nice to meet them i did feel as though i chatted a lot Um, i i spoke i think i do that when i'm in a new situation with people who i don't really know and i'm like oh i don't want to just be that silent member of the conversation you know yeah i so i just was like telling them anecdotes about my life without (laughs) them actually asking me i also do that too i like i think i have a compulsion to like feel silent and the thought of having more than two seconds of silence makes me actually yeah so i feel the need to constantly feel, like fill it and think with us together you're just like it, there's, there's not a second of silence um, yeah, yeah which is good for my anxiety yeah but who knows maybe other people wanted to speak well maybe but i but one of you. your one of your friends did say um, a word <laughs> a one word when we let them in when we let them have a few words yeah they had to put the hand up yeah 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 we had to give them the magic stick which was like you can yeah. talk now i had the stick the whole time no. <laughs> Um, where uh, your one of your friends did say that they that they liked listening to us two talking, which kind of and that it was like the po- it was like a watching the podcast yeah. in real life, but I can't tell if that's a good thing. I don't know if that's a good thing. I think you and I are getting quite used to now doing this format of talking yeah. to each other with a mic in between us, with an audience. Um, well, not much of an with audience a, with a hypothetical audience. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> in the, with the idea that some people will be listening to it. Yeah. Do you um, think that our conversations? Are podcasts have changed since we have been podcasting um, because sometimes when we're like chatting sometimes I'm like it's like we're podcasting no, 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 yeah. <laughs> I mean so often Kat and I will do like a quick um, catch up before we actually start recording this episode just to kind of like go over like how we're feeling maybe talk about a few intimate things that we don't want to reveal on the podcast mm-hmm. that like are important might surprise you that we don't talk about everything everything like <laughs> We don't overshare on every single minute thing. You probably do think we do overshare a little bit, especially me. Um, But I saw this thing on Twitter that was like, I wish I could be one of those mysterious girls, but I just can't shut up. (laughs) Yeah, that's That's how I feel a lot of the time. I should get that on my gravestone. (laughs) That's like something that's. But I actually saw a counter tweet to that recently, which was, actually, I'm good at communicating, so Mm. I'm not mysterious. True say, true say. Like, we're more open. We are. You're more like, see see what you get. You know what I mean? In terms of what? Well, I mean, that like I don't see what I you d- get <laughs> yeah, like well okay it's we're hard very to, honest and yeah, yeah I think we're quite um open, open. we are like with new people as well like, yeah. like I wouldn't say that you have to dr- it takes long to draw information out of us like whereas with other people sometimes particularly when you meet new people it can be quite nerve-wracking that being in a friendship situa- situation that being a dating situation what or, or even like meeting family members that you don't really know that well sometimes you like it can be hard if if to you meet 
two people and neither neither of them are willing to kind of be the conversation initiators yes. so you and i are conversationalists we are we are that's why we're doing this podcast because we basically like chatting so we just, we decided we wanted to record it and that maybe some people might want to listen to it <laughs> yeah um also inspired by listening to other people's podcasts like for, for me i love that this podcast called um we can't talk about that right now which is by two of um two comedian actresses actors we're supposed to say actors because yeah. that it's gender neutral nice. um called jesse cave and bb cave they are sisters and i just love their dynamic um i followed promo. yeah Free I mean, promo. i followed i followed um jesse cave for a while um she does like doodles on yeah. um instagram which are quite amusing so you were there from the um, beginning no i wouldn't say but, like, i was there from when they first posted we're starting a podcast and i actually really like i think bb i think bb cave is very very funny she's got like a very natural comedic ability something that i kind of aspire towards almost yeah i've never actually listened to that i keep meaning to i know you, you should check it, you should like check it out they have really they have some like good episodes and it's like a similar format to yeah. us like they have some general topics um like overarching topics but they're not trying to they're not trying to be like pseudo intellectuals mm. you know like they're they are actually just like talking about things they want to talk about which i think yeah. is the same as us i listen to one pod- podcast and one podcast only yeah. apart from ours which is um, which is feeling asian mm-hmm. which is the only podcast i can seem to listen to it's like two really hilarious people um comedians that um now their minds their names have slipped my mind i think young me mayor and Ian park oh my god Great. i listen to it so much that just came out of my brain wow um and they're just really funny and they talk about like ma- they look at many different sh- issues but all through the lens of like being asian mm-hmm. um so i like that anyway podcasting podcasting so how have you been um these last kind of couple of weeks in 2022 how's it how's it been so far it's been like i don't know it's it's been fine. Like going back to work has been fine. Um, oh, I'm not going to suffer everyone with the January blues. Everyone's depressed. But um, it has been a bit trickier for things that we can talk about later on the podcast, which is mm. I've been trying to find somewhere else to live. And you are trying to find somewhere to live at the moment. You know, in London, it's a terrible renting crisis. So mm. that has been bad. Yeah. Um, but overall, mentally, I've been actually pretty good. Like mm-hmm. I have been actually doing lots of exercise and right. have been doing lots of yoga, doing lots of cooking. So mentally fortified. Okay, that's which great. Is quite nice and you did kind of say that you might have hit a point where you could revisit the dating again yes i have not done that yet though no no this is still like we're now we're at the next stage so before you were like considering it now it's like you've decided that you will but you haven't yet yeah the next stage is doing it doing it yeah the big step yeah um downloading the apps (laughs) that big yeah difficult step because 2021 for you was quite like a a celibate yes well i wasn't going to say specific (laughs) celibate but I meant it it was more time you wanted to just focus on yourself yeah no it was it was a good year of like having time by myself and it was very necessary actually I mean in like a very genuine way I I I actually use that time Mm. to work on things Mm. not just so I just didn't use it as a year of not dating it was a year of actually a need to conserve some energy for myself and it was so necessary but it feels a little less necessary now um but I guess in some ways I'm kind of used to my routine Mm -hmm. of like being like by myself at the moment do you Um, have sex at all in 2021 uh yes i did so it wasn't celibate it's just that you know it's just yeah, you yeah. called it celibate so that's yeah, very much like no sex. i was emotionally celibate right 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 okay i was emotionally unavailable don't worry you don't need to go into the details no, no. i meant like did you actually take a year about the doctor's celibacy office. yes like, i was put the locking key on it active yeah. in 2021 oh um, well but done i was not emotionally active yeah yeah in yeah 2021. um but yeah so i guess the word is i was emotionally unavailable mm-hmm. in 2021 mm-hmm. um but i'm feeling a bit 
more emotionally available now um and yeah so I think yeah I think I'm looking forward to seeing what's out there but I'm not looking forward to also seeing what's out there yeah yeah I get you (laughs) you know it's like nice like it's just like no I generally don't fancy that many people Mm -hmm. like probably like most people you don't go down the street like whoa 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 Uh, I didn't know no I didn't (laughs) Um, depends on some um no and so yeah I guess it's just like a lot of um takes a bit of time Mm. and I don't know I guess like the unknown can be a bit um not scary I'm not that you are putting you're literally putting yourself out there and putting yourself out there in a dating situation does leave you open to being hurt and to being disappointed of course but it also leaves you open oh hello Cleo we have our we have our Our cat our cat the Cleo what are you doing um it does sorry back to that it does leave you open to being hurt but it also leaves you open to great experiences yeah I think like it leaves you open to being hurt but I think maybe the thing that I have is it leaves you open to being seen mm, yeah I don't really I don't like know. I need so yeah I don't mind being seen but I only show what I want them to see you know what I mean yeah I find the idea I don't know okay I don't find being that sounds so act. bad of me but what you do you know do you know what I mean like especially at the beginning of dating like you have to kind you kind of do show like a bit of what's the good sides of you mm. yeah you have your that's not of... me saying I'm like a psycho and like no, no. and like actually I'm high hiding that because that 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 isn't true but you know like I this past kind of week or so I've been on two dates with someone and it's been really really nice like we've been having a good time um but like I'm very conscious of like not wanting to like I I can't just show I can't just put all my cards out on the table all straight away like that's very scary there's a performative aspect really to dating at like Mm. the start when you meet someone yeah and I guess in in some ways that means that you show the best sides of yourself I mean to me it's a red flag if someone is showing like the bad side of themselves straight away immediately especially on the I think we might have talked about this already but mm. people with like relentlessly like negative mm. um, bios that's like a total like red flag yeah 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 um, but yes I think like I guess like part of like my worry is like like just like do I have the efforts to mm. do the whole performance and actually I think I might okay I feel like I socially that's performed positive. well yesterday you did I think so yeah like you know like when you have a sort of like you have a social interaction and like there's maybe a little bit of a bumpy start and then like actually it gets better and you're like that was good that wasn't too bad that yeah. wasn't bad it wasn't my best it wasn't my best performance it wasn't my best uh, you know it's not going to get a five star review but yeah, like it but might get like a four star review yeah I feel like upcoming upcoming yeah. artists yeah 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 like soon to be consolidated anyway um, yeah that's how I am good how are you oh I feel like I've talked a little bit about how I am Um, yeah I think I'm feeling I think my first I think I started 2021 just like real drop in mood like after the kind of like peak of Christmas like Christmas and New Year was like a nice I thought like last year you said 2021 so sorry I've started 2022 you are so right so the end of 2021 was quite a high I felt like quite good and it was like really nice had a good time with my family and some of my friends Um, and then I started off 2022 like in some ways in a good place but also in some ways just feeling like a bit lost maybe Um, I don't know and and also like with my job like I I really enjoy being a maths tutor and I I love like the the, um, kind of relationships that I get to develop with my students um I just wish I had more like I I I'm currently I have a few free slots in my timetable um because the pupils that I had last school year you had, taught them so well well it's not exactly that it's just that you like they said that I that they had they didn't need me anymore basically um which is great to hear because it means that they've grown in confidence they've grown in ability that's exactly what you want that's the outcome of having extra maths tutoring is that they shouldn't need you it's kind of like that you know that hinge dating app advert it's like the point of having this app is to delete it yeah yeah, it's like yeah. the point of having a match tutor is to not have you anymore yeah yeah exactly that's so funny
funny you say that because a lot of particularly guys um hinge profiles their one of their prompts will often be um what like what i want to get out of hinge that's like the tag and then they'll reply like to get out of hinge or mm-hmm. like to to leave hinge with you or both of us to delete hinge like yeah. a, a kind of variation of that so it's quite funny nice. um that you would say that so um yeah yeah but i mean i'm feeling all right i'm feeling like i just need i don't know i need to do a bit of like refocusing mm-hmm. i think that's what i need to do a bit in terms of, of like feeling lost is that in terms of um maybe like career career um housing um like other like where i just where i am with my mental health like kind of i feel like maybe i've gone off the road a little bit like off my path a little bit and i need to just go back on my path you know do, do you get what yeah, i mean yeah, i mean definitely. that's just like a bit of a generic statement but um i get it very yeah yeah we've all got i kind of think of it like a train like think of it like a train and it's like you i'm all like for for a while with my mental health i wasn't even at the train station Mm -hmm. i was like so scared of the train station that i didn't want to get to the train station because then i'd have to get on the train Mm -hmm. the train being the road to good to good mental health yeah in that and that's the analogy um i did manage to get to the train station and get on the train and throughout a lot of 2020 i was work i was on the train and i was working on myself i feel like maybe i've 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 made a stop or sometimes there's a goblin running the train okay a goblin really there's there's like a running joke with me and like some of my friends that like sometimes there's like a goblin running my train brain like goblin at the front he's just like going places yeah he's gone off track he's gone off track he's like off the rails yeah yeah, exactly don't know really what's happening i think that's maybe what's happening with me i'm not like it's not like i've i'm not i'm still on the path but it's maybe like gone on a tangent maybe i guess maybe like sometimes like with like that sort of train analogy maybe like part of that could be that you don't maybe feel in control of your train if you're mm, not the train driver true. and you're just getting on this train yeah you're right i need to drive the train you need to drive the train i shouldn't man. just be on the train i need to drive it it's your train i have to control where the train is going yeah and i guess like with what we can talk about later that's like housing like especially like i definitely feel that sort of sense of like yeah. i like i was talking to my mum outside your house for like a good like 10 minutes of just being like i just feel like i don't have any control over like my sort of life at the moment mm. um like partially because of covid effects um which i know is not unique but i think that feels like a lack of um i don't feel like i'm steering my ship at the mm. moment it feels like oh you moved to a ship yeah I'm on a ship. well we've gone from trains <laughs> yeah. we're now on ships there's something i think do you know why we're on a ship because um i'm in stormy waters oh, stormy of course of there's course. there's something a little bit more visual about being on my ship i guess right. maybe there's something like navigating a tempest mm-hmm. yeah and i'm sort of you know like trying to figure out which re- like which direction the wind's going yeah no it's complicated it's probably more complicated to drive a ship than it is to drive a train it is but... i have neither of those skills but probably i could drive a train better than mm. i could drive a ship or sail a ship so i prefer train analogies because i don't like boats okay right yeah. so i get i feel seasick you when sound... i'm on boats yeah stay terrestrial. so i wouldn't like that would be a whole nother aspect of the analogy if i was also on a boat <laughs> that would be that would be mental breaking for you yeah if you were describing yourself as being on a boat right God, now no. so. yeah so i have to be on so a we're actually pretty good if you actually look at it from this perspective yeah. the fact that we're on the train yeah we're on the anyway. train we're on land <laughs> yeah um, yeah, so but I think I think it makes sense that maybe you might be feeling mm. that way. Well, I think that this is a good point for us to go on to our kind of main topic of conversation mm. this week. So the ball is in, well, it's in both of our courts, in, actually. And also in neither of our it's courts. It's in neither of our courts, <laughs> in both of our courts, because this is a uh, an issue that Kat and I are struggling with separately and together, which is the current housing and renting situation in London, which is where we live. If anybody ra- is listening outside of London, um, the London um, 
um, si- uh, housing situation is just madness. Fucking terrible. Um, and yeah. And both Kat and I are at, at a crossroads. Let's have some more analogies. <laughs> yeah. We're at crossroads in no our in our living situations. Um, in that my family home, the home that we are currently in right now, recording this episode, um, has been sold. Um, and we, uh, myself and my mum and my stepdad, who I live with, um, we are all going to be moving out in I think I believe April that's the plan um separately though so my mum and stepdad are, are going to be moving to a small place um, together and I am looking to begin my independent living situation well I mean I was living independently at uni but then I obviously came back home and since then so it's restarting my independent living and hopefully with my good friend Kat here yes that's the plan yes however so that is the plan but then the London renting crisis is very bad and it seems to be the worst time to try and move out at the moment so I live in a house share and I have been for like a year and a half um and it started off really amazingly and the whole way through lockdown so like the majority of the time I've been there like really great and I still have a really good relationship with one of the housemates I live with but the other housemate uh due to sort of you know classic housemate kind of cleaning drama yeah that kind of rubbishy boring stuff um we kind of sort of drifted apart mm-hmm. and now it's not always pleasant not in a not in like a actively angry way but it's like just a little bit it's a little bit awkward between us it's sort yeah. of like you know when you're sort of like walk like walk, not on walking on eggshells but just a little bit like a bit awkward around each other now yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. and we're like civil and like sort of polite to each other but it's just awkward and mm, it's just i hate those situations yeah and my rent is so goddamn expensive like i pay yeah. like and my uh the landlords are actually asking to rent up now because of this bloody crisis up to 800 pounds not including bills i can't I cannot afford no, this. No. I do not have the pennies to be spending yeah. that much. The dollar, dollar. Just to have a roof above my head. Um, do you know why I said that? Dollar, dollar. Do I think I'm in like some kind of CeeLo Green song? Like, West Side I, Story. I start singing like Fuck You yeah. by CeeLo Green. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, it does. The, the crisis is doing it to you. But yeah, yeah so I I like to move. I would like to live with more people. Like both my housemates also really got into relationships, um, which is really great for both of them. But it means that I feel like I'm living by myself all the time yeah. and I would also just like to live with someone it's I hard. actually know yeah I think it, it must be hard living with a couple with couples not not that like I know that your housemates they don't have live-in boyfriend boyfriends yeah. or girlfriends whatever um but I think I I can I can see that it, it seems that it's like a good time for you to move on from this housing mm. situation and find somewhere fresh so Kat and I want to find somewhere with uh, maybe one one to three other housemates yeah that's what we're looking at so if you're listening to this and that's something that interests you <laughs> yeah. you have a spare house in london <laughs> yeah d- definitely feel to feel free to drop us um a message on instagram or something i'm not um just to like you know say say that or, or if you have a friend who's also looking for housing we, i mean we are we want to live in kind of east london the um our areas that that we would like to live in kind of finsbury park highbury and islington um like the kind of hackney clap like clap yeah. Stoke Newington where all the young people are where all of the hip young kiddies yeah. are um, it's it's like my both my brother and sister live in, in those areas that's not why I want to live there um, mm-hmm. but I just I do 
know that it's yeah. it's it's got a lot of good amenities. Yeah. I also um, around it's there. very accessible. It's like quite it's very LGBTQ friendly as a as an as an area, um, and it's just like good for young people. Like we yeah. are young people. Yeah. I know last episode we talked about aging, and Cat yeah. reminded all of us <laughs> that we're decaying. Yes, we are decaying. But we're at the very early stages of decay, so that's a good thing. So this is the time for us to you know be having some having having a bit of a nice time, hopefully. But basically, so I was also separately looking to see if I could also find a place by myself, just in case we couldn't mm-hmm. find somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and if anyone's ever used the Facebook group, Hackney Wake Spaces, it is like the Hunger Games. It is a brutal, brutal place. And so is Spare Room at the moment. Um, like a house that's like halfway decent, like a room for less than £800 goes online. And then the people have to re-message and be like, 150 people have messaged, please don't message us anymore. Uh... Which is um, a very sad... It's um, a feeling frenzy out there it is everybody seems to be kind of in a similar boat oh my god how many times am i going to use analogies in a similar boat to me and cat right now but i don't like boats so we can be on a similar train yeah um no everybody's having the same train of thought oh i just need to stop um basically no. people are coming back to london because everyone believes that the pandemic is over which is not true it isn't over but, but it is omicron i guess is less people, people are feeling like we're in the kind of later stages of it now that we're that we're uh, and the, the fact that the government have already announced that we're going to be um getting rid of all of the mandatory restrictions which i personally don't agree with i think that we should still have mandatory for at least five days i actually think it should be seven days isolation if you test positive mm. i also think there should still be mandatory face masks on public transport um however other the boris johnson an absolute prick is in a difficult political situation at the moment because everybody found out about partygate and Mm -hmm. how he was going to loads of parties of the conservatives also who the fuck was surprised about that no i wasn't surprised i was just disappointed but i don't even know why i was disappointed because i expected it yeah like it was very (laughs) it was confirmed it was like exactly what they would do as people as the conservative party don't care for the for the every man for the, the average joe um or joanne um <laughs> they they only care about themselves they only care about the economy they don't care about the we've we've topped 150,000 deaths and that's an underestimate mm. like that's a major underestimate for how because that's only if you like tested positive within 28 days of a, yeah. with, with your in your death or whatever anyway that's like that's a whole thing so the government are i think they're feeling they're feeling particularly boris johnson is feeling like he needs to save his job he needs to save his job and the way to do that is to appease people by saying the pandemic's over and you can do everything now and you can go to nightclubs and you can mix and la 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 even though it's probably going to risk people's lives but they've decided that that's a risk worth taking i don't agree with that i think that's majorly um that that's like very ableist i think it's going to be very horrible for a lot of um people who are very who are quite vulnerable who um are still feeling like covid is a major threat Mm. Having yeah. said that, um, the housing situation is obviously kind of people are going back to work. Exactly, that that's and it. also international students are coming back. And statistic time, um, but demand for renting has gone up 150 percent compared to January 2020 before the pandemic. So it is the worst time to try and rent. And yeah, I guess it's just been grating on me because trying to find a place, like trying to, if anyone's ever used spare room, you'll mm-hmm. know the sort of humiliating striptease you have to do of trying to sell yourself as a prospective. Yeah. 
housemate is bleak you have to sort of be like hi this is who i am and i actually had to screenshot um one of the advertisements 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 are very interesting i know and, um, because i'm looking at my phone so my you brain's not working an ad an ad i guess some people, yeah people say advertisement or advert yeah advertisement an advertisement of um someone on hackney workspaces read it out for advertising us, their one bed one bath house <clears throat> hello hackney did someone say indoor outdoor flow oh, wow. yes then please read on poor nick lisa and pedro are losing also losing spelled wrong their favourite housemate, me. And so we're on the lookout for someone super sound to try and fill my shoes. The essentials don't disrupt the flow. We got them homely vibes happening. So we want you to contribute to this in whatever way you can. Green thumb, anyone. Keep the balance. We work hard. Play hard. We like to keep our healthy midweek routine going, only to ruin it most weekends. Netflix binges mixed with the occasional barbecue, dinner party, etc. So if you can cook, big plus. Plus. Oh my god, plus. Plus. <laughs> big plus. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so it just made me want to die I, what did you say oh the last part was um message with the usual blurb and why you'd be a good fit females preferred and we'll get back to you asap if we fancy her just everything about that, that makes my skin cruel on the fucking top the last part like i was shaking my head throughout the whole time that you were reading that like the part where like just like we had that indoor outdoor flow what are you on selling sunset like <laughs> fuck off like don't disrupt it it's just it's honestly just a very humiliating process and I think like finding like housing is such a struggle because it's such an insane thing to move in with someone when you don't know them mm. like that straight up is just ins- an insane thing to do that you have to kind of like skip all the stages of dating move in with someone yeah. see them every fucking day and so you're trying to like gauge... it's like friendship friendship yes. dating it is but on like on steroids mm. um and so you just have to sell yourself and i fucking hate it and i don't have the mental constitution to do this in january it just has mm. given me it's too shit and it's too much of a men- of a like competition and I had like this message that said literally oh we're messaging two batches um, of prospective housemates batches batches like a fucking oh cluster God. of chips um, and um, if none of them are, are successful then we will contact you ASAP it's just worse than it's just it's worse than dating and it's worse than um, job interviews at the moment mm. and I really I respect myself more at the moment so I'm gonna stay put in the house I'm in because I don't want to lose that because of how quickly things are going mm-hmm. but in the meantime yes I guess we can look somewhere else but yeah, yeah it's bleak it feels like yeah. especially something so basic as housing it just feels so bleak at the moment in London and I hate how landlords are putting up their rent if you are a landlord and you put up your rent you're a fucking bastard yeah. I'm sorry like oh it's it's the market what is the market yeah, the know, market the fuck... is you yeah, exactly. you doing you, that you like landlord the landlords can dictate the market so it's it's like they're all like oh yeah but if, if other people are putting up their price then so we'll mark their price it's Shut like out your fucking you actually hands. don't have you actually don't have to you don't have to put up your rent that is your yeah. that is your choice I just like... it, is, it is a landlord's choice to put up the rent they don't have yeah. to do it and I also just think you know like what is what is is London like what is the future of London? I feel what like what is London? What is London? London, Derry. Well, first London, of all, it was discovered by the Anglo-Saxon. No, but do you know what I mean? Like, like what kind of city is this where having like I have a pretty good starting wage, and even then, like I spend more than a third of my wage on rent, and then like you just generally will have less money to spend on other things. Mm. It just feels like such an exclusive place, and I feel that I really had to sort of like not fight to say London 
London, but like all of my friends, like most of my home friends, like from London, moved out because of how expensive it is. And most of my university friends didn't move to London because of how expensive it was. And I was the one that was like, okay, I'm actually going to stay in London. And just time and time again, it just like tries to kick me out. Yeah. And I don't know. I just think like, what is the future of this city where having eight hundred pounds can't like you have to have at least eight hundred pounds to find you somewhere decent. If you go down to six forty, seriously, all the houses for six forty are like warehouse um, rooms that have no window or like the tiniest like yeah. single bed box room you can find gems but they're hard to find yeah that's then, basically yeah. it and then they get snapped up exactly. they get it's snapped like 200 up like people have messages exactly like, so that's the problem it's like you how you, do you stand out i i don't know <laughs> why should i stand out <laughs> i know so all of the talk about housing rights who uses all of these like economics terms that i don't always understand you know they say like well the housing bubble is gonna birth no clue and i'm like means. but like why like i don't quite i mean i suppose it's like if you keep you can't you can't exponentially raise house prices this is what i'm trying to think in theory if i think about the economics of it you can't exponentially raise because if you rise if you rise rise if you raise the house prices too far above the national like living wage and like how much people are earning and like the cost of living then like you know people just can't afford it no one can afford it so like yeah. at some point it has to be somehow regulated but like i honestly don't understand how people who like work in like say like minimum like minimum to like kind of like living wage London like wages I was not put like put mm -hmm. well but as in like say like 15 pounds an hour or things yeah. like that I don't know how you can survive in London yeah. like guessing what is minimum wage at the moment I don't know maybe like 11 pounds or something like that yeah maybe, just, 10, maybe 10 pounds 10 pounds something, something? Like, I, if you like work in a bar and your job is a bar like you know all the service all the workers that we need for a city like London to work you need people like cleaners you need people like bartenders waitresses things like that people working in supermarkets how do people actually manage to rent in London and do those jobs I just don't I just don't understand who the hell can live in London anymore I don't no, know I don't know anyway that's it's that's a bit of a negative one but um that's basically what has been it's um, just it's happening. just it's just very difficult isn't it because like what was your experience like living because this is a very different experience living out now that we you know have jobs and things like that to say when we um were in uni like uni accommodation is kind of it's kind of separate it's like it's part of the housing but it's like student housing has like almost slightly different pricing it's like it is slightly reduced also the conditions that you live in aren't as nice so yeah. it's like it's relative um so when i was at uni at cambridge um we were quite it's it, it's it's called a bubble for a reason that's because um it is quite a sheltered university life because you apply to a particular college um i went to emmanuel college um which was a very lovely college and in the first year i lived uh, inside the college in the university halls um i had a really great staircase made lots of friends okay. um yeah, yeah yeah we called it a staircase it's not even like a hall well it's like part of it's like it was a staircase Case. you oh. lived on a you lived on a staircase okay. i know that yeah it's so normal for me to say that but i get that that's not yeah. it's like well, a block it's basically a block oh okay because yeah, we all yeah. lived in a block but it, we called it a, it's called a staircase because you all just like all there was just one long rooms. staircase that connected all the rooms yeah. there wasn't like a communal living area oh. not not in that block like there were communal areas for all of us like we yeah. had a bar we had like and but like the we it was a block and you had all of your rooms and the staircase and the landings and the and the 
communal bathrooms. Interesting. That's 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 what it was yeah. in my first year. Second year, I lived out in a house, which was just like a seven-minute walk. How expensive was that? Um, it wasn't too like, bad because it's regulated by the college. Oh, so it's a university. So are, yeah, so it's owned. Kind of yeah, it's like it's still uni, uni halls. It was a massive house. This is quite irregular. It was basically this massive house. There were about thirty-two of us living in this house. What the fuck? It's a house. It was a convert. It was basically. It was. I think it used to be a. Um, it might have been like an old pe- an old people's home is what it was prior to being bought because it, the way that it was um, the way that it's built is there's lots of different individual rooms most of which have sinks in them yeah. not very many had their own toilets because mm-hmm. we had but there were like fifteen or something toilets and bathrooms dotted all over okay um, like on like basically almost every single floor and had like multiple like, toilets and baths and showers did you have cleaners did you have to like buy your own loo roll like what kind of like how independent was yeah it? so it was a mix so like we so we had kitchens as yeah. well so like we we could do our own cooking you could also go back to college and like you could eat in the college um they like have like catering mm. which you could go to but like a lot of us who lived in this house we did a lot of our own cooking they would have they had like clean they had cleaners but it was very basic level cleaning do you, do you they cleaned yeah, the bathrooms yeah. okay they didn't clean our rooms at all because yeah. well that would be weird yeah, that's be, be weird but they changed bins so and they would they clean the kitchen or no? They would usually wipe, yeah, like kind of okay. clean the kitchen. Like not lo- like they wouldn't, they usually, unless they were a very, very nice cleaner, they wouldn't wash up like anybody's dirty oh, stuff, no, which is like, they yeah. shouldn't, of course, they, of course yeah. they shouldn't, but they yeah, might usually in... do like a wipe down or something, okay. you know, like, yeah. um, and just like kind of clean the communal areas, clean the bathroom. And did you say that also for third year? No, third year, you, you we moved back, I moved back into college. Mm. That was just kind of what you often did. There was a lot of, there was, it's That's such a different So it was really, experience. yeah, it is, it it's like, very it's, unique. It's like very Cambridge, is, Cambridge is very unique in that, like, yeah, you would at least in my college, yeah, you'd live in first year, you'd you'd often live out second year, and then you'd often live in again third year. Um, part of that is because the accommodation for the third year students was a bit nicer, and um, we spent so much time in the library and studying that, like, um, people wanted to be close to the college library basically, so that they could just like, oh, the fight for library spaces. That's like a whole another thing. Like, I didn't, I worked in my room a lot. Battle of the nerds. I would. Just just work at my desk a lot of the time because then I could like make myself tea I could have mm. snacks I could like do things like a pace but I could, I could have a nap mm. um but there were some people who would literally get up at the crack of dawn and go save themselves a spot in That's the in the little crevices um yeah and I would work sometimes in like particularly in the afternoons I might go and like do a few hours in the in the library mm. um oh good library did, for me actually did you enjoy Cambridge yeah oh uh mixed ex- that, I had a mixed experience at Cambridge um yes I would say oh Overall, yes, and I'm very. I don't regret going. I don't regret going because ultimately, I was always, I was always quite ambitious mm. as a teen. I always wanted to do the best that I could do academically, and so once I got my Cambridge offer, it seemed only like that was the only option I was going to do. Like once mm-hmm. I'd got the offer, I was like, well, I would regret not going. Yeah, of course. It was a very grueling experience, and I, you know, have been. I've openly talked about how like I, I developed, you know, my mental health really struggled and declined during my years there because of the um, very intense academic pressure that I felt. Because what happens at not just Cambridge, at a lot of Russell Group universities is people come from all over the country and they were like the best in their school or like one of the best. Um, And then they come to a Russell Group uni and then they realise that they're in a pool of very intelligent people and they are no longer the best anymore. And they may not even, I like was like average. Like, Mm. and I hadn't like, it sounds cocky, but I hadn't been described as average for 
before at least yeah. not at least not academically maybe in other areas of my life but not academically um so to go there I felt like I was so inferior you develop a complex mm. you're like I don't deserve to be here la 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 um and you feel like everyone around you is smarter than you but in actual fact a lot of people um are just very good at their specialist subjects mm. and aren't necessarily geniuses yeah. Geni- geniuses genii whatever um <laughs> this is why I'm not one of them yeah. that's an epit- that epitomizes I have no idea so don't worry um genii sounds stupid anyway. genii should, sounds should we say genius stu- for yeah, everything yeah, yeah. <laughs> um yeah so I did uh, yeah overall I I really liked the kind of the opportunities that I got while I was there the quality of the teaching was very very high um and I liked that I got to play sports on like a small level like because mm-hmm. at other universities often you have to play for your university whereas with the collegiate system mm-hmm. at Cambridge you could play for your college mm-hmm. and you didn't have to be super skilled yeah so I played netball football badminton and tennis and I could juggle all of that with my with my work I mean maybe yeah. the, my tutors would argue I I should have been doing more work but I, did you like the sort of like contained aspect or Cambridge sort of like to me like when you talk about that sort of like housing thing like mm. I feel like that like robs my independence and that mm. sort of like robs my ability to sort of like I don't know it feels a bit like observed or a bit um I don't know yeah observed and just um taken care of or I can't I think, get you I can't it's a bit coddled not, it's not observed yeah it maybe is a bit sheltered it's a bit word. sheltered I do agree like there wasn't really that was just the options that were available to me yeah. do you know what I mean and you're not um, to work are you you're not supposed to have you can't you definitely can't have a you can't well you wouldn't be able to have a full-time job you're not re- you're not actually really supposed to have part-time jobs yeah. because they 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 argue that like you that you wouldn't be able to produce the kind of academic work that they would expect if you had a part-time job but people did have little side jobs they yep. made like made, you know some people did like you could work for the college bar I were in my second year I did some shifts at the work at the college bar um which is funny now because I don't drink mm. but like then I was also part of a drinking society which is also funny to think now because like if you meet me you're like why the fuck were you in a drinking <laughs> no. society but to be fair I was in it for social reasons yeah um, also, it, it's not like the kind of drinking societies that you hear about from like Bath and like places where they're, they're all like rugby lads that like mm. have to down pints of sick and then like swallow a goldfish hole or like yeah. whatever all these weird stories you hear about their initiations yeah. like that sound actually horrendous. You know, I... And Durham as well. Sounds like that can be quite yeah. bad there as well. So I, I don't know. I did an initiation in Manchester sure, where I yeah. went to uni um, for tennis and uh, it was the fucking worst experience of my life and it was stupid and unnecessary necessary and you know when like it just it's so not it just wasn't it was so unlike the group of people it just didn't work like yeah, yeah. no one was like rugby lads and so it's just like this like person in for, like second year when I was in second year tell me to fucking down something yeah I just said no yeah and then and then it's kind of like uh you have to and it's like mm, no I don't actually I don't have to actually I really don't um, and then they like threw like flour at us yeah. and like sprayed us with something and I was just like yeah. I had tonsillitis at the time and oh, I just no. wasn't having it um and I just felt like the whole that is just a, such a shitty stupid like export America it really really is and it's just so pointless it's, it's very much it's kind of like the um yeah like the what are they called in America the um, fr- fraternities like yeah. that kind of thing it's like we've tried to replicate that so I had a similar experience with the initiation for the drinking society it was an all-female drinking society um like I said I did it because a lot of my close friends wanted to be in it and I thought like that was going to be cool or whatever yeah um yeah and so we had these initiations and I like we had to do loads of these weird tasks and be down lots of shots and drink and I had to like drink I had to like drink cider out of a condom and like 
we we met up with we met, we like did some initiations with with another boy drinking society yeah. and then we had to match up with a boy and like drink and like drink oh, stuff out of their belly button oh and like all of God. this kind of weird stuff and i was like oh this is sexuality this is really gross um but apart from that like overall i would say i had i had a good i had a good time at cambridge i just think it it's very intense mm-hmm. and um it's not for everyone it's no. definitely not for everyone um what did you think about manchester and like the living situation there um so i didn't actually enjoy my halls i feel like where you just like go to live in your halls is very much sort of like a if you like it's very much a lux, locking out situation and i don't think i did lock out like where i lived it, mm-hmm. the struct the physical structure of our halls was shit like right. i i had i was i had happened to like get a catered hall, so it meant that we didn't really have like a good like common area so mm. you were just sort of in this hall that had like a really heavy fire door like every like four rooms okay. so it was like really segregated and um like i did like i like i did like um meet some good friends but i think i maybe like made friends too quickly without <laughs> really sort of like surveying but, like i guess like the rest of my like block um and then kind of sort of maybe limited myself a little bit and then got into a very serious relationship so limit that even more mm-hmm. um but second year i really had a bad time in the living place like um and that was in a house that was in a house and i fucked up again and not fucked up i just didn't lock out again and i got the room that had a frosted glass for a window uh, like the, the entire okay. window was like frosted like a so it didn't let in much light so it didn't let in much light but you also could not see out and oh. it had a tiny little window at the, at the top so you physically couldn't see outside of my room oh, no. and could you open the window at the very top like a tiny little like top yeah. window um but like i couldn't even as in it wouldn't open up enough to even see out oh like it, it was horrible and i hated that house so much it was like very cheaply done we were paying expensive rent for manchester yeah it was i think it was like 500 pounds and that's expensive for mm. manchester like my last house which was an incredible house was in third year yeah in third year and uh, in fourth year fourth so year because you did your... my year abroad yeah um went on her year abroad that my my fourth year house was incredible i lived with like my best friends um mm. like that the house itself was fine we paid like 300 and something pounds i think um but the, ha- the house itself was like just so great because we all got on so well mm. and whereas my second year house i was depressed and also was living in a room where i couldn't see outside and so yeah. that made everything worse um so yeah i think yeah. like housing housing is so difficult because like when you live with people like if you don't know them like very well or even sometimes if you do like it, there's so many potentials for like things to pretensions to build um and i think when you're younger and you don't know how to clean um or some people really don't know how to clean mm. um then that can become even worse yeah there are a lot of tensions so you when you learn living like living independently even like even in the situations that like i was living in even if it wasn't all sheltered like we had a lot of shared communal spaces we shared kitchens we shared bathrooms like all the time um and you learn that some people are just not as considerate as others like yeah. i'm i would consider myself to be a very pretty considerate i would i would like to you know i do my washing up like pretty promptly i wouldn't leave bathroom looking gross or yeah. anything like that um but like I, I mean i'm not saying i'm perfect at all but like yeah like some people would leave shit everywhere would like and it's like it's not very nice and you kind of learn who's more considerate and who's mm. like just yeah it, it's just i think it's, it's definitely hard. like a skill like you have to learn um in terms of like being considerate like just like realizing and sometimes it takes living with someone really bad mm. to really make you sort of clean and i think probably my last like living situation has like really like made me like quite like like has made me tidier and like cleaner mm. because i like see how bad some people can be and it's just like drives me like just mm. insane yeah um so yeah i think i don't know housing is such a necessary thing Very but sometimes so. so hard to get right and it's 
especially in terms of getting like aligning your friends moving out at the same time yeah that's what's been difficult for both you and me yeah because we've both found like at least you you like we both want to move out at the same time but we we both have other friends who have like we aren't ready to move out of their respective places and like it's and it's hard because like two bed places you we just can't Kat and I can't afford a two bed place like we just can't um so we need other people Mm -hmm. preferably nice people um so like that and that's hard when yeah friends are all doing things in different times and some are still living at home some have moved out some have different leases then like lease length some want to move out some want to go traveling some you know what I mean it's so Mm -hmm. like it's hard to get it right yeah I think sometimes you just have to sort of like hope and pray that things will line up and something good will come along and I don't know I'm I'm trying to be optimistic and I think we will find somewhere I hope we do I hope we do um I really want us to it would be nice so but we Kat and I have also like we have accepted that like there there might be an eventuality where we have to move somewhere separately the two of us and then maybe in the future find somewhere but at the moment we're holding out hope that in the next kind of two months we'll be able to find somewhere um we can move in together and with Cleo who's been quite quiet at the moment oh she's leaving yeah she's sleeping right now which is cute she's actually really bonded with cat which is lovely to see so great she doesn't actually bond with loads of people yes um she is like she's i wouldn't say she's an unfriendly cat but she's not a friendly cat either like so yeah. she loves me she's like discerning it's like yeah she uh, she always looks very disinterested mm. you look at her and she's like why are you looking at me? you know um even with my like brother and sister um who like were there when she was we first got her and everything they haven't take she she hasn't taken to them as well as they probably want are they i don't know sometimes i think like cats can uh, detect a certain energy yeah i think so and i don't know i i love cats yeah you give out a very like it like come to me energy. Yeah. like i will love you do you know so do you know what i think it is with cats also so i was i used to just be a dog lover mm. um and then basically through lockdown i can't remember if i even told this on this before but uh, a cat came to me yeah in, you were chosen i was chosen by the next door neighbor's cat and she eventually um had sins in our house and she saved me during lockdown i loved her her name was amran oh. i don't see her anymore I she was to most, meet her she was most she was beautiful. she was beautiful very she beautiful black cat. white fluffy gorgeous face gorgeous eyes and like yeah. was the first like big, cat quite that, a big cat yeah she was like the first like cat that like um was like very comfortable and like very loving and mm. she would like sleep on my chest and it was just incredible um and i think like what i learned through it was that cats you really have to understand consent with cats mm-hmm. you have to really respect their boundaries if they when they say no they you need to respect it yeah. and you just have to sort of really be patient and it's on their terms yeah like they Fully are on their like, terms. is on their terms and i think that's a really good thing to learn especially as someone who like exclusively exclusively used to love dogs and it was just like you know dogs you can just be like Ugh, whatever mm. um so I dogs are very needy and that's that can be a very nice thing because like they will always come, want you <laughs> they will want you they will come to you they but in a way that it can become very very tiring yeah. and it's hard to leave them by themselves whereas cats have a healthy attachment they do type. They, sometimes they, maybe a bit avoidant maybe sometimes it would be nice if they were a bit more attached yeah um but they also they they have a way of living where they just do it on their own terms mm-hmm. like obviously it's partially dictated by the fact that you feed them yeah you know like she knows that i i feed her so yeah. she does have to like i definitely did win and ran over by feeding her dreamies like yeah. the first couple of days i saw her and then and then it wasn't about the dreamies but i know that's how i won her on side they do like dreamies but you know like what is what is any kind of connection yeah you feed me biscuits when i come here well you feed yourself biscuits <laughs> i come to your house and i help myself to the biscuits no i don't <laughs> i offer cat the biscuits don't worry. But i just wanted to make sure she, you did you the people listening don't think 
I like force feed cat with no, biscuits. No, no. I demand biscuits, and now you buy biscuits because no, you know I, I ask get biscuits. them, which is good because that's what you you made the journey to come here, which I very much appreciate because I have the microphones. Um, so I think the least I could do is be some biscuits. Thank you. So yeah, Thanks. although we're, if if we live together, or even if we live a bit closer together, mm-hmm. um, it it might be a bit easier for us when we do this, so so that you won't have time to Definitely. to East Finchley. I think even if like you live nearby, that would even be great. Like mm. it'd be so nice to have. A yeah, we can hang out. Like yeah. we can hang out more. I feel like we've grown as friends though since like, doing the podcast. I find yeah since doing the podcast, but also like I've I find it. I really like thinking about the journey of our friendship. I think Me this too. is a good this is a good ending for today's episode. But the journey of our friendship has been really nice in that you know we met when we were what like 12, 13 um, but we instantly hit it off, which I don't like often get so much with somebody who is random while while we're playing yeah. tennis. Saw each other occasionally over the years through like our mutual friends or um, like I guess occasionally a tennis thing. But then <clears throat> we started to become a bit closer when you joined my tennis club. Yeah. Then we started playing tennis on a weekly basis. That was nice. Then we went to university and we decided to play tennis with each other in the holidays, and that was nice. And then that even transitioned to we played less and less tennis and so did just more and more talking. I remember we like once we just went to the park and like threw a ball. Yeah. We like did. our friendship wasn't quite at the stage where we could just maybe just like go for a drink yet so we still need some form of yeah. ball action so we were like okay well we can catch up but we'll have a ball but there, there must be a ball presence at all times so we threw a ball around yeah. in cherry tree woods which was like really fun as well because yeah, I love was, playing yeah. I love playing catch yeah. um, and then we managed to transition after uni after you were back from your year abroad and stuff we managed to transition to actually just being full on friends yeah. that could go for a drink and like catch up and yeah. like try and support each other through our various struggles struggles that have that have happened up and down i've heard about your breakups in intense detail oh, intense. Go, um, um you've heard again about and again. mine that haven't been as intense <laughs> arguably but you know they have still been there yeah. um yeah, yeah I, hear, I hear about your new ventures yeah you've been i yeah you've I've been had, actually you've been I've providing had, I've been the more active i've ha- i've been more active recently yeah i haven't really more. been bringing much to the table that's all right maybe soon because it's give and take isn't it, it there is. were times where <laughs> you were providing a lot more of the the, the information the the drama <laughs> not that I'm bringing drama but either. I I, you know I at least have some like good anecdotes I can now tell the gossip you know from my dating my foray into dating particularly over this last summer um, I've got quite a lot of stories now so like got a lot in the bank um, maybe build up for my future stand up career who knows if I if I get around to doing stand up um, but yeah okay well I think this is a great place yeah, to, to end the pod so today we talked a bit about how our year has been going so far um, we talked about our main topic uh, was housing the housing situation in London and um, we talked about how our housing situations have changed a bit whilst we were at uni and to now uh, yeah and so I, I think that this ha- has been an interesting it's been topic. a bit more of a serious a bit more serious, serious podcast that's okay but that's good because well, I, if it's a bit more serious it's fucking January yeah it is You like we have to move with the time we do you know we have to fit the comes fit the mood we're gonna be we're gonna be living it up like you're not even gonna know we're just gonna play like we're just gonna play house music and that's gonna be the podcast we're gonna be too busy that actually won't won't be a podcast anymore yeah no I hope not Um, but yeah so thanks so much for listening everyone please send it to your friends if if you think they might like to hear us even if they don't know us they might like be interested in some of the topics that we talk about or might be interested in living with us or yeah if you know people who want to live in East London with us um, please do let us know Um, 
but do also if you do know us and are friends with us do send us feedback because we like hearing feedback about how the podcast episode is like like if you have any suggested topics that you're like oh this is a really good thing you and Kat should yeah. talk about that we are happy to like but no criticism because I'll cry no we can have <laughs> constructive criticism but don't be like oh yeah that was shit because that we will cry so you might be correct but I will cry we will cry yeah so maybe like don't yeah do you know what I mean yeah like yeah okay so uh, have a good uh, next few weeks and we'll see you soon we'll speak to you soon bye